Hey, don't mock lamination. Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 231st episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton of Waterfront Windsor's. And I'm here with my co-host, Diami Plotke of the Penultimate Woodshop. Tonight, we're asking Brian Brazil the five questions. So, Brian, once again with the five questions. So, <laughs> so first off, how did you get into woodworking? Um, well, I, kind of by mistake. I did not do woodworking as a child or teenager or whatever, like most people did, Um Shop class was more or less dead by the time I was in it, mm-hmm. uh, would have been in it. Um, so I, I get, I have a water dispenser at home cause my water is hard. My town water is horrible. Mm-hmm. So I needed a thing to hold five, five gallon jugs of water. And that isn't a thing that's made. And when it is made, it's made out of cheap tube steel, they just looked awful. I knew it would rust out in a couple of years. Yeah. Went to the home center and got some two by fours and screwed something together that miraculously, geez, it's like 10 years later now and it still holds together. <laughs> Terrifying because I know how it was constructed and it shouldn't be holding together. <laughs> I really shouldn't be putting full bottles of water on it, but um, <laughs> that kind of got me into the idea of making things with my hands and yep. building things out of wood. And I, I write software for a living. So I kind of build stuff for a living, but it's like virtual and not very hands-on. So mm-hmm. I love the idea of building things with my hands. So I went and tried to find other things to do. And I read all sorts of DIY books and, home improvement books and stuff. And that didn't quite do it. And eventually I figured out that the word I was looking for was woodworking. So I went out and got some books on woodworking. <laughs> all right. Started doing projects in woodworking. And, uh, and it kind of was all downhill from there. Uh, started watch, uh, David Mark's show was still on at that point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of got into that. And so I thought everything had to be made out of Bobinga. Of course. Uh, and with a mysterious mystery thing, a mystery finish that he used. Yeah, with, the tunnel uh, finish that was armor sill, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he kept it in this, like, unlabeled mason jar. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. that kind of the downward spiral. Wow. Now, you're pretty much uh, hand tool only, correct? Um, More or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say I, I kind of mention that I'm mostly a hand tool guy, but you can take my bandsaw out of my cold dead hands. Um, there are a couple tools that I'd love. Uh, I love the bandsaw. Well, wait, um, before you answer that, this is a great segue. Why don't <laughs> I ask you what your favorite tool is, Brian? <laughs> oh, it's totally not the bandsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scorp, isn't it? Um, 
what's my favorite tool this week? My typical answer, if you go back over the many times I've done the, the five questions, it's the most important tool is the one that does the job that you need to do right now. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think uh, Tom Ivino is the my favorite woodworking tool. But, <laughs> um, I don't know. I've been uh, kind of in love with sawing recently. So mm-hmm. probably the uh, I have a bad axe uh, sash saw with a hybrid teeth ground on it. Okay, and I think it's just a wonder to use. It just everything about it just feels great. So the hybrid teeth, that's both for rip and crosscut? Yep. yep. Yeah, it's basically, it's a, I think, a more aggressive uh, crosscut saw. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So you kind of rip with it as well. Mm-hmm. Although I'm tempted to get dedicated um, crosscut and rip saws. Because, I mean, why not? Exactly. <laughs> If you love a tool, you might as well love it twice as much. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And do you have a saw till yet? I do. Um, yeah, I built one a while back because I mm. got a little carried away with buying saws. Ah. Yeah. Now, I actually just got a nice uh, one of those uh, the saw sharpening jigs. Not the jigs, but the uh, a saw vise. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked one of those up at uh, uh, Bob Van Dyke's uh, school has an open house every summer. So I picked up a uh, saw vise for sharpening. So now I'm all fancy with my sharpening. Of course, I haven't used it. I'm going to ask, do you actually sharpen? (laughs) I I do on occasion. Um, I think I need to get it professionally done at some point. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm just so far out of of whack that it could use a, a little touch up. By somebody that's what they're doing instead of me. Hmm. Yeah, because once you have it professionally sharpened, you can kind of follow what they did as long as you don't let it get too far gone. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, Matt Cianci is 30 minutes from me, so. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Of course, finding time that he can sharpen stuff is a little more <laughs> yeah. difficult. Maybe if you yeah. bring over some of that homemade beer. Exactly. <laughs> as long as he drinks it after sharpening. I was about to say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two or three beers in. All right, it's time to sharpen Looks your sharp to up. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so Brian, so who has influenced you the most in your woodworking? Um, I would say, I think my, uh, going with my stock answer, um, Early on, definitely uh, Mark Spagnuolo, because mm-hmm. uh, his his he started doing videos about when I started getting into woodworking, mm-hmm. and realized that the word woodworking is what I wanted, mm-hmm. and I needed I needed to at that point acquire all of the tools I could, and the bigger and more stationary the tools, the better. Mm-hmm. And you would I would watch these shows like I would watch Norm. And he would say, and now we take this over to the jointer. And now we take this over to the table saw. And you would go out and you would, you know, buy a jointer. You'd go, okay, this is great, but it's, how do I set this thing up? You know, how do I make it make a cut? And the television shows don't really cover 
you know, how to do basic tool setup and maintenance. And Mark's early videos covered a lot of that. Yes, they did. Yeah. It's great. And I have been meaning to get on him about like redoing some of those videos to see if there is new information that he would need to, uh, would want to include in them. But, uh, yeah, I always I think- as a reference whenever people are trying to get into woodworking and tool setup, cause that was by far the most helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. In fact, I ran into a budding young, young woodworker, um, uh, a few weeks ago. And that was the uh, first thing I told him is go to the wood whisperer site, start with the early videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it'll really help. And if you really like it, then, you know, uh, you know, look at, you know, joining the guild and uh, first project you should buy is that shaker table. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's fantastic. And yeah, I think those videos could be, uh, could be redone. They need a little gray hair in them now. <laughs> <laughs> they need more beard, more beard, <laughs> more beard, more tattoos. <laughs> I don't know. I have the same joiner he has in that first video, so I don't think he needs to redo it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think more recently, uh, Chris Schwartz has been a big, a big influence on my work just cause, you know, he, when the, uh, the anarchist tool chest came out, right. That's still a book I reference probably once a month. Um, just all the little things that, you know, teaches you all about the, the quote unquote tools that he keeps in his tool chest and why he chooses these specific tools and, you know, their use and maintenance and all that. And they're all hand tools, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of, when I need a new rasp, it's like I I need to do some rasp work. I need to know general stuff about rasps. So I'll pull that out and see what Chris has to say about rasps. And he'll, you know, do the whole rundown about you know, what the grains are and which ones he thinks he need and which ones are kind of luxuries to have. And it's a good, great starting point for <clears throat> building out a uh, hand tool kit. Mm. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think, uh, I think that is one of his, uh, seminal books, uh, that in his first, uh, workbench book. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. So, what, when you're woodworking, Brian, what has been your biggest stumbling block? Uh, recently, the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold up here these days. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. My shop's frigid. I know. Well, 50 up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um. Probably, well, probably just uh, not stubbornness isn't the word, but uh, kind of overcoming friction, uh, getting getting things rolling. Um, once I'm working on a project and making progress, it's really easy to keep going. Mm-hmm. But I find that making that initial step, you know, it's the uh, voyage of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Mm-hmm. And really getting to the point where I'm making those initial cuts and you know just 
being willing to screw up because mm-hmm. you know you're, you're kind of it's a kind of a societal thing that you're not, you're supposed to do everything right the first time and right. one thing i've learned in my professional career as a software engineer is to move fast and break stuff and the same goes for woodworking it's like what happens if i you know tr- try this thing, this new technique or something, and I end up screwing up. Well, that piece just goes in the, the burn pile, and they keep growing more wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of grows on trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the upside to using a renewable resource. Um, I mean, it may cost a couple bucks, but in the long run, it's really not that expensive to to screw up most of the time and you learn to fix most of your mistakes. I mean, that's, I think I spend more time fixing stuff than building stuff, which Mm -hmm. means I make a lot of mistakes. That's kind of, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's, that's the way it goes. So, uh, with that, so who, and you might've just answered some of this, some of this, but, um, how has the internet influenced your work? Um, well, as I mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. Mark got me started on a lot of, lot of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, via the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I mean, it's, it's kind of actually brought me closer to community. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I started, when I started out, I was a guy working in his garage and didn't really know what he was doing and kind of. Well, I learned a bunch of stuff through the internet, but I also met a bunch of people. I met guys like Diami and Tom Ivino and Mark. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All these other people that turned out to be good friends of mine and that, granted, it may not have helped me with most of my work, but. (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying? (laughs) Maybe the internet has adversely helped my woman. <laughs> <laughs> They'll buy your beer and give you a hard time. So, what more do you? What more can you ask? Um, but then, but it also, you know, brought me closer. I found out about the Rhode Island Woodworkers Guild, um, mm-hmm. which has turned out to be, you know, great a great organization for me. Now, um, weren't you, or are you, the Grand Poobah of the? I am still the president because we haven't figured out anybody else to be the any suckers that uh, want to be the president. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm in my third year now as president. Um, mm. But it's, I mean, really, all I do is I'm a talking head, and I go up in front of the meetings and mm-hmm. make and snacks about it. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a great organization, and I do. Definitely suggest that anybody that's out there use the internet to find your local guild and find out what they're up to. And um, we, ha- I know that we have a bunch of uh, we have a guest speaker every month. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> I mean, we managed to pull some pretty cool people. We got uh, we do Bob Van Dyke comes in once or twice a year. Um, we've had Phil Lowe speak. Um, Mike Petrovich has spoken. Yeah, so we're, you know, it's not it's not bad. <laughs> no, no, and no. it's the kind of organizations that 
really help uh, help you with your woodworking locally, um, and things like the um, the guild, uh, the woodwork wood whisperers guild. There we go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Got Mark Rons. Similarly, the uh, the hand tool school, mm-hmm. Shannon Rons. <clears throat> All great internet stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so well, thank you, Brian, for, for answering our five questions. And with that said, where can pe- people find you? Excuse me? Did, did I pass? I think so. I think so. Diami's uh, tel- uh, tabulating the results, and uh, we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> we should know by the time we meet if I'm working live. <laughs> okay. He's comparing it against all the other answers and making sure that they all uh, add up and that you uh, maybe you'll get extra credit. Let's not push Ooh. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, extra credit means he has to buy us a beer. <laughs> so I know, if, he, if he brings his, uh, his homemade stuff, I'm not, not going to make him buy me one also. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> We have to come up with a different five questions for the conference this year, though. We actually have questions six through ten. Um, I do not know them off the top of my head, but we do have them. Hence the alternate set. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, I don't want to mess with the classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is the five questions. So, but so with that said, Brian, uh, where can folks find you on the uh, interwebs? Um, they can find me on Twitter, I believe is Brian underscore Brazil, or on the Instagrams at Brian underscore C underscore Brazil. When there's another new competing social network, you're going to be able to fit in more underscores? We'll just all be underscores. Okay. <laughs> My username will be just five underscores. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Diami, where can folks find you? I can be found at modernwoodworkersassociation.com or on Twitter at Diami Plotke or on Instagram at Penultimate Woodshop. And, of course, I can be found at uh, barton.kyle on the Instagram. And with that, that just about wraps it up for the show. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play Music. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association, then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. Follow us on social media. Go track down a friend, grab the phone, subscribe to the podcast. Exactly. Then uh, go online, find a woodworker, stalk him. (laughs) 